Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. His faithful valet Cato, Brett Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Brett Reed in the thrilling adventure, The Wrapped Book. The Green Hornet strikes again. Determination on the face of Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, as he dictated an editorial to his secretary, Lenore Case. And furthermore, the Daily Sentinel is determined to get facts showing that an influential politician in the state legislature. Am I going too fast, Miss Case? No, sir. Well, let's see, where was I? That an influential politician in the state legislature. Oh, yes. Is using his influence to block a bill which would be for the good of the people. And in the long run, for the good of the industries concerned. If and when such facts are forthcoming, the Daily Sentinel will publish those facts and name names. Do you have all that? Yes, sir. Are you pointing a finger at any particular politician in this article? Well, not exactly. But I have my suspicions about State Senator Carberry. He has great influence and always seems to work undercover. Well, what industry is affected by the bill in question? All state publishing companies, and incidentally, the newspaper industry. It would mean certain regulations, but on the whole, would be beneficial. I'm for the bill myself, but there are others who probably don't want that bill and would pay to have it blocked. If we could get proof that they were paying... Well, now I get it. You think some politician may be taking a bribe. That's right. Axford's working on it. 
But after lunch, I'm going to see Carberry and have a talk. He may drop some remark that will give me something to go on. Oh, you're friendly with Carberry, then. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, but I know him well enough to call on him. Anyway, I'll make it a professional call. Now get that down to Gunnigan as soon as you can, will you? He'll have it within half an hour. I'll go right out and type the copy. Later that morning, in the office of Henry Longmont, head of a large publishing house, Bert Masters, the company treasurer, was vehemently denouncing the bill. I tell you, Mr. Longmont, if that bill goes through, it means we'll have state inspectors coming in here twice a year to go over our books. Well, we won't object to that. And the practice will weed out financially unstable companies that are really running rackets. I say it's a good bill, Masters. Well, of course I see your point. Uh, By the way, didn't you say you were going to the state building this afternoon? If I get time, I intend to drop in there for a few minutes. Why? State Senator Carberry phoned to see if we'd send him a copy of our latest book. He couldn't get one. I thought you might take it over and drop it into him. Well, I guess I can. I have a luncheon engagement at the Civic Club, but after that, I'll take it to his office. (laughs) Of course, Masters, you could send one of the boys over with it. (laughs) I know, but I thought it would be a nice gesture if you or I took it to him. And since you're going to the state building anyway... All right, I'll take it. Remind me of it before I leave. Now wrap a copy and bring it into you so you won't forget it. I'm sure Carberry will appreciate the fact that you brought the book over yourself. I'll go have it wrapped right now. It was a little before noon when State Senator Carberry received a private phone call. Hello. This is Bert Masters calling. I thought it might be since the call came on the private line. What's up? Longmont fell for it. He agreed to bring the book over to you personally. When is he coming? Probably between 1 and 2 o'clock. He has a luncheon date at noon at the Civic Club. Make sure your secretary doesn't take the book. (laughs) I'll see that she's out at that time. And I'll leave my office door open so he'll feel he has to come in and hand it to me. Okay, Carberry. The rest is up to you. Let me know how it turns out. I will. Goodbye. Meantime, Henry Longmont had gone to the Civic Club to keep his luncheon engagement, an engagement with Britt Reed. The two men talked through a leisurely lunch. I've certainly enjoyed talking to you, Henry. It's nice to see we see eye to eye on the subject. Uh, Britt, between you and me, do you think someone might be, uh, well, persuading Carberry to block that bill? Frankly, I've been wondering about Carberry myself. I thought I'd drop in there this afternoon and sort of, uh, you know, feel him out a bit. Oh, uh, by the way, what's the time, Britt? Uh, 1.20. I didn't realize it was so late. Neither did I. I planned to go over to the state building, but now it's too late. I have an appointment back at my office at 2. We'd better get moving. Oh, oh, uh, Britt, will you do something for me? Of course. What is it? Uh, This is a book that I was going to take over to Calvary's office. Will you give it to him? Sure. Glad to, Henry. Well, call me again soon, and we'll have lunch together again. All right, Britt. Hate to rush off, but you know how it is. <laughs> well, I sure do. Goodbye. Meantime, Carberry paced the office floor, looking at his watch from time to time. Finally, he called out. Joe, come in a minute. What's the matter, boss? The party I'm expecting seems to be a little late. 
I want to be sure you know what you're going to do. Sure, I think I got it all straight. I don't want any slip-up. You'll be in that doorway over there that's covered by that large tapestry. You'll be able to watch the peepholes in the tapestry. I'll be watching. When you see him, hand me a package. That's when you start things going. You understand? Sure. I got it, boss. Good. Now go on back and be ready. And as soon as you're through, beat it. Sure, you can count on me, boss. I will, I will. <laughs> that must be long month in the other office. Good night, Thanks. I didn't see your secretary out oh, there. Oh, Mr. Reed, I... I was expecting someone else. I come in to have a talk with you, Senator. I thought we Sorry, might... Mr. Reed, but I have another appointment right now. If you care to come back later, perhaps you... Well, just as you say. Oh, by the way, Mr. Longmont asked me to give you this book. He intended to drop by with it, but uh, had to go back to his office. Well, well. Mr. Longmont gave you the book to bring to me, eh? <laughs> Sit down, Mr. Reed. Sit right down. Thanks. But I thought you said you had As another... long as you are here, I'll let my other appointment wait. Yes, sir. I'm very glad you did drop in. Very glad. It's nice of you to say so. <laughs> uh, by the way, I bought a copy of your paper while I was out to lunch. The early afternoon edition has a very interesting editorial in it. Very interesting indeed. Glad you think so. So your paper is really out to get the facts, hmm? That's right. And when we do get them, we'll print them. Naming names, I believe, is the term you used in that editorial. Exactly, Senator. At least the public knows where I stand on that bill by now. Yes. Up to now, I guess they do. What do you mean by up to now? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all, Mr. Eat. But then who's to know what your stand might be later on? I've taken my stand for the bill, and I intend to stick by it. How do you feel about the bill, Senator Carberry? My stand will be made known when the bill comes up for a vote, Mr. Reed. You believe in being noncommittal, is that it? If you want to look at it that way, yes. But you must have some idea about it. You can't straddle the fence on a thing as important as that. <laughs> Who knows, you? Before you leave here, you may know just where I do stand on that bill. Frankly, you'd have no reason to put pressure against it unless... Unless I might gain personally by doing so. Is that what you started to say? Oh, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, Senator. Even though you thought it. Hmm? But no matter. You have the right to think as you please as long as you don't print what you think. <laughs> Clever observation, huh? I, I'm afraid I don't follow you. Would you mind handing me that book you so kindly brought to me? Here it is. Thank you. Let me open it. I'm sure you'll be interested. Uh, what's the title of the... Uh, that's not a book. <laughs> no, it's a book, Cotton. Look here. Hundred dollar bills. Yes. Look at that. Twenty thousand in hundred dollar bills. Well, of all the... Do you mean to say Longmont sent you that as a bribe? I haven't said anything, Mr. Reed. You're drawing your own conclusions. After seeing this Carberry, there's nothing can stop the Sentinel from naming names. Now, don't be too hasty, my friend. I can believe it of you. But I'd never believe that Henry Longmont would stoop to giving you a bribe. But you're wrong. Henry Longmont didn't 
Give me a bag. I'm glad to hear you say that anyway. But you can believe me when I say I'll find out who did. Why not ask me? I'm perfectly willing to tell you. Why, help all the... Okay, I'll ask you. Who did give you that money? <laughs> Why, you did, of course. What? <laughs> oh, I know I carried it in here, but that doesn't mean anything. What I want to know but is... I who... still say, you did. You see, I have direct proof. What do you mean by direct proof? <laughs> From the moment you took that package in your hand to give it to me, a moving picture camera focused through a hole in that tapestry started running. I now have visible proof that you gave me this money and stood here while I opened it. You're lying, Carberry. No, Mr. Reed. I'm not lying. But you had no way of knowing I was coming here. That's it. I was prepared to uh, photograph Longmont. But uh, fate played into my hands. <laughs> I'd much better have proof to hold against you. <laughs> And I've really got it. But you don't dare use it. You'd incriminate yourself, Carberry. Don't be a fool, Reed. I'll use it all right. Unless you do an about-face in your editorial, coming out against that bill by tomorrow's edition of the Daily Sentence, I'll send a series of prints showing the whole transaction to the Clarion newspaper, saying you tried to bribe me, but I turned you down. Now, think that over on your way out, Mr. Reed. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. State Senator Carberry's ultimatum that he'd turn the incriminating pictures over to the Clarion newspaper by morning unless the editorial policy of the Daily Sentinel was changed, Britt Reed glared angrily at the senator for a moment. Then, assuming his usual poise, he smiled and spoke. Thanks for the interview, Carberry. It's uh, turned out to be most interesting. I'll be seeing you again. Good day. So much poise and self-control in the man can be dangerous. Joe! Joe! 
retreated into the back room after I got the picture, boss. I sort of expected that guy to take a gander behind the tapestry. But the dope took your word for it. Sure. You should learn to size up a man better than that. What do you think he'll do now? The logical thing, of course. He'll get in touch with Longmont immediately. They ask him what the devil's the idea of sending him to a trap. That isn't good, Senator. Longmont will tell him the truth about getting the rat book carton from Masters. And then Reed will go after Masters. <laughs> Joe, you have quite a logical mind. That's exactly what I figure Reed will do. But he must not get two Masters. I get it. It's, uh... It's to be curtains for Masters, eh? No, Joe. Not for Masters. If Britt Reed doesn't get to Longmont... He won't find out about Masters at all. It's up to you to get to Longmont first. That'll be on your way. Meantime, I'll fool Masters. Hello? What do you mean? I had a visit to Mr. Britt Reed a few months ago. You mean Reed brought in... That is, you've got pictures. I have some pictures. But we'll have a development. But if he and Longmont... Has Longmont come back yet? Yes. I uh, suggest you give Joe an opportunity to see Mr. Longmont. Preferably on the outside. But uh, look here, Senator. You don't mean... But I can't allow Joe to see Longmont. Then he'll necessarily have to see you. Joe's on the way over there now. Okay. I'll arrange things right away. Goodbye. I better get Longmont on the dictograph. Yes? This is Bert Masters, sir. Uh, listen, Henry, I forgot to tell you, but you and I are due at a reception for one of our authors out at the Lakeshore Club. Can you leave right away? I wish you'd tell my secretary about appointments like that so that I can be prepared. Well, I'll be with you in about five minutes. Fine, I'll be waiting. And I'll run down and tip Joe off. Must be outside by this time. Drive out the boulevard. That's the quickest way. Yes, it is. Uh, wait a minute. What's the matter? I almost forgot a very important matter. I'll have to run back up to the office. It'll be about ten minutes. Well, in that case, Look, then... Uh, no use you waiting. You'd better go out so one of us is on time. I'll follow shortly in my own car. Well, all right. See you out there later. Later, Britt Reed entered the outer office of his own office suite, where the Newark case was busy typing. Miss Case, I've just come from Mr. Longmont's office. I left word for him to call me right away. He was out when I got there, and his secretary didn't know where he'd gone. Well, if he calls, I'll switch the call in immediately. No, don't bother. Just tell him to stay in his office until I get there. Then let me know. Yes, sir. Do you want me to have that... Hello? Casey, this is Mike Axford. Let me speak to Reed. Hold on a minute. Mr. Reed's right here. It's Axford calling you, Mr. Reed. Hello, Axford. What's up? Honey Reed, I'm at Cobb's headquarters, and I just called in a hot story to read right. I thought you'd like to know, since you knew the guy. Knew the guy? What are you talking about? Henry Longmont, that's who. Longmont? What about him? He cracked up in his car out in the boulevard. And when the 
cops got there, they found a bullet hole in his head. They've decided Longmont was murdered. Longmont murdered? Great Scott. I knew you'd be surprised, Reed. I am plenty. Stay there and keep me posted. Let me know right away if the police find any clues to the killer. Okay, Reed. I'll keep you posted. So long. Goodbye, Axford. Miss Case, call Gunnigan and tell him to run the editorial I wrote on the front page. It was dusk when Britt Reed left his office and went to his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. Britt discussed the situation with his trusted servant. I could get the least inkling of why a man like Longmont should put me on the spot. Well, perhaps it's not Longmont's idea, Mr. Britt. There's someone else give a package to him, maybe. Cato, that might be so. If there were some way to... Yeah. Maybe there is a way. Come on. We're going out in the Black Beauty. Maybe the Green Hornet can find out a few facts that Britt Reed can't get to. Let's go. Shortly after midnight, Britt Reed, as the Green Hornet, skillfully effected an entrance to Senator Carberry's office in the state building. Then, returning to the apartment, Britt and Cato went to the private laboratory, where they were busy for some time. Finally, they stood examining the result of their work. I was lucky to get the wrapper from Carberry's wastebasket before the cleaning women got to it. This is a copy of the fingerprint I lifted from Carberry's phone for comparison. We find four fingerprints on wrapper. Yes. This print matches one of them, so that's Carberry's. That one there I recognize as my own. One of other two must be Longmont's fingerprint. Right. And the fourth one could be a person who gave the package to Longmont. Well, perhaps it printed one of the wrapping boys. No. If Longmont had planned the frame-up, he wouldn't have been foolish enough to let one of the boys wrap that money. He would have wrapped it himself. Then you think that... I think Longmont was an innocent middleman. I'm sure he didn't send me into that trap intentionally. But the book carton did come from his place. It could be someone connected with his publishing house. Well, how do you find out? Longmont's publishing company did war work, Cato. Therefore, they'd have fingerprints of everyone in the personnel files. Come on. The Green Hornet will try to get a look at those files tonight. Going out once more in the Black Beauty, Britt and Cato soon arrived in the shadows near the small building housing the executive offices of Longmont's company. Since the offices were on the ground floor, it was a simple matter for Britt Reed to force entry by means of one of the windows. Then he and Cato moved cautiously down the hall. Here's the personnel office, Cato. I'll use the skeleton key. Come on. Use the flashlight. Oh, there are many files here. Yes, but it won't take long with the two of us. It would have to be one of the executives who'd get his hands on all that money for bribing purposes. Well, let's start looking. Not that one. No. Here's the executive file, kiddo. Hold the flash close and keep those prints we made in the light so we can compare. They're card with Longmont's name. Yes, let's see. Yes, that one matches this print. Now, there's one more. No, that doesn't match. Neither does that. No, that one. Wait a minute. Look here. Hey, that's Cato. Name say Mr. Britt Masters, treasurer. He's our man. Long man mentioned him today. Someone coming to the window. Quick. 
Hurry, Cato. Escaping from Longmont's offices, Rick removed his Hornet disguise, then had Keto drop him off near a payphone. A short time later, Bert Masters received a phone call at his home. Hello? Bert Masters? Yes, I'm Masters. Here's what do you want? Longmont got his. You're next on the list. You know too much. What's that? Who are you? Hello? Hello? Oh, Carberry. He ordered Joe to get Longmont, now he's sending him after me. I found her, I'll get to Calvary first. With him out of the way, Joe will listen to me. Later at Carberry's apartment. Uh, who can that be? Well, Masses, that brings you here. Come in, come in, come in. Listen, Carberry. Where's Joe? Is he here? Let's come over here. Put away that gun and come to your senses. I have come to my senses. Call Joe. Very well. Joe. Joe. I'm just coming in, Senator. Joe won't like seeing that gun, Masters. Say, boss, I got them all here. These pictures are really... Hey. What's going on here? Get over there near Carberry, Joe. Humor him, Joe. Okay, but I don't like it. Now you two listen to me. I was willing to help Carberry frame Longmont. Framing Reed and killing Longmont was Carberry's own idea. You know, Joe. So what? What's the squad? Mrs. You made the plans that took Longmont to his death. So the gives as much on your shoulders as ours. If Reed had gone to Longmont, found out the truth. And then you planned to have Joe kill me as he did Longmont, huh? See, nutty boss. He sent Longmont out of the boulevard so I can bump him off, and now he's trying to kill you. Robert Wetton. Reed Hornet. He's got the drop on you, masters. You better act quick and drop it. So you hired the Hornet to... You think too much. Take this. <coughs> Hard to I'm indebted to you for this, as much as I need to admit it. I'll take those prints and the film. Hey, boss, he got Shut up, you. Well, that leaves just you and me, Hornet. Now we can come to some terms that we... I don't deal with cheap politicians or killers. Well, you... I'll pick up that gun. You knock that gun. Here's some gas you can't use on the center floor. Don't wait. Now we'll tie them up, leave a note saying they plotted Longmont's death and call the police. Go on, get busy. Later in Reed's apartment... Reed, you could have killed me with a feather when I found out Carberry worked with the murder two to kill off Longmont. Did the police get a confession? Not from Carberry, but the other two confessed all over the place, blaming each other in Carberry. How a guy like that gets to be a state senator, I'd like to know. By getting the votes of people who don't know anything about it. He was taking bribes, which was bad enough. Then to plot murder to cover up. Holy crow. It was the Hornet who got him caught, too. The Hornet, eh? Well, I'd like to congratulate him for doing the people a good turn by showing up Carberry and his group. <laughs> You'd be talking to yourself if you tried to congratulate that harness, Reeves. <laughs> You'd never get that close to him, says I. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hatch was indicted for murder. Hired gunman held Greenhorn and involved. Read all about it. Greenhorn is still at large. Sentinel X-ray, Peter. <laughs> Copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious.